Welcome, I'm Larry Olson, and what's on your mind? Once set, it delivers your life. To change the outcomes we want, we must change the plays we're running. Join us at Mindset Playbook with real people, real talk, for real insight. Today's episode is sponsored by Apernio, an achievement acceleration company whose approach to professional development enables clients to gain insights and perspectives to live, work, and engage with more success. I want to welcome all of you to Mindset Playbook, where we discover the habits, attitudes, beliefs, and expectations which create our guests' mindset and the plays they use to overcome adversity on their way to accomplish prosperity. So listen up and recognize that this is the only moment in time that you have. So uh, my guest today is Benson Abortolga, and he is the creator of the Consistent Profit Tree System. Now think about that. He helps business owners increase their profits while spending less time at work and more time with their families. Benson discovered the immense love of a wealthy God and embarked on a quest to eradicate poverty. Benson became a missionary pastor with the purpose of helping people dedicate their lives to God. But noticed most people still struggled economically and lived in financial poverty. I want to welcome you, Benson, to Mindset Playbook. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Olson. If you might permit me to call you that way, uh, it's a cultural thing for us. Uh, we respect the elders. I, um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. How long do I have to know you before you can call me Larry? Um, if you give me the permission to do that, then I will do that. I only do that after you give me permission. You have my permission. All right. <laughs> okay, good. We got that handled. Hey, Benson, you know, you're the creator and developer of the Consistent Profit Tree System. Please share with us why that's the business system that never fails and what inspired you to create it to begin with. That is a brilliant question, uh, uh, Larry. Um, I created the Consistent Profit Tree System after working with many businesses, and I noticed that so many of them were not focused. Okay. Because it is, a, a, I call it the entrepreneurial dilemma. Mm. We are so full of ideas. So when we, when we run businesses, we are tempted to try to produce or provide so many products and so many services. And so I noticed that that distraction was cost, costing many companies because they were not able to maximize their profit. Uh-huh. And they ended up working longer hours as a result of that distraction. So I thought of what is a simple analogy I can really use to get the attention of these business owners. And a tree was obvious. So when I'm working with business owners and I notice that they are all over the place, I ask them, I said, how many types of fruits are you going to find on an apple tree? They will say, just one. I said, are you sure? 
you won't find guavas and apples and, and mangoes on the same tree. And I said, no. I said, are you sure you're going to find just one fruit? He said, yes. I said, but looking at your business now, I can't tell which fruit is distinguishing mm. your business. Wow. Wow. You are trying to grow so many fruits on one tree. You are confusing the marketplace. So why don't we bring it down and make sure that we identify your single fruit that is going to differentiate you in the marketplace and let's really grow your business so that we can eliminate the distractions from the others so you can actually make more profit in fewer hours. Very nice. Very nice. You know, you your background, um, yes. as it stated in the introduction, is was a, being a, becoming a pastor, correct? That's correct. So you know, there's there's a basic belief that you know money is the root of all evil, mm-hmm. and and so how did how did you justify and and clarify that in your own mind to be able to be in alignment and harmony with God? And I and I'm not saying God said that that was that evil was you know money was the um, was the basic evil, but that is sometimes what people can begin to believe is that there's something wrong with being having money. And how did you deal with that with to to make it work within your philosophy and your beliefs? I had to change my mindset since we are in the playbook in the mindset playbook. <laughs> I had to change my mindset from, you know, that's a popular belief that is not even rooted in the Bible. The Bible says the love of money is the root of evil. Gotcha. So it doesn't say money is the root of evil. So I had to change my mindset. And the new mindset I've adopted is poverty is the root of all evil. Uh-huh. Oh, I like that. So poverty is the root of all evil. So if you look at every society, every country, and I've been to several countries and now live in the U.S., if you go to any neighborhood, even within the U.S., that is infested with crime, the one commonality amongst all of those environments is poverty. Hmm. You will hardly find crime in a place where you have people who are wealthy. They might be depressed. You know, they might do some other funny things, but uh, crime in itself is very low in societies where there's affluence. And in societies and in environments where there's poverty, people are tempted to steal and they will steal. People attempted to uh, rob banks and they'll go rob banks. You know, people attempted to do all kinds of things to survive. Mm -hmm. So I really became passionate to see poverty eradicated. And the other influence was I was angry to see the, the African continent to become a a synonym to poverty. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And I knew 
that the African continent, most people there or some people, they are poor, not because of the continent, but because of the choices they have made. I know you are big about choices. Mm-hmm. Because the other, the other thing about a tree is, Larry, a tree doesn't depend on an economy to grow. Hmm. A tree doesn't depend on color to grow. A tree doesn't depend on age to grow. If you hold a grain of corn and you take it out there to plant it, it won't say, oh, you are 70 years old. You can't plant me. I'm not going to grow. You are too old. There's nothing like that. (laughs) The tree won't say, oh, you can't plant me in Africa. The economy is not that good. I can't grow in this environment. No, 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 no. The tree won't say, oh, you are a black person. I can't grow when a black person plants me. Oh, no, 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 no. A tree doesn't respect any of that. If there's sunshine, which God provides abundantly, and there's rainfall, which God provides abundantly, we just have to tilt the soil a little bit and put the seed in there and then make sure that weeds are not growing around the seed and a harvest is guaranteed, irrespective of the economy. So I knew that Africa is not poor because of the economy. They are poor because of their mindset. And one of the things that I I discovered, which I'm taking back to Africa, is God showed me that the reason why most people in Africa are poor, and in America, because I've seen poverty even in America, is because they do not value their most important asset in creating wealth, time. What fantastic insights we are getting into in this episode. If this resonates with you and is provoking and of value, please consider the best-selling book of Get a Vision and Live It by your host, Larry Olson, at LarryOlsonLive.com. Thousands of our listeners have found tremendous value from Larry's book, which has been an inspiration to Mindset Playbook's guests. You'll find everything you need to live the best version of your life while accomplishing things now that were once only imagined. The results you'll get will absolutely amaze you. Find the book at LarryOlsonLive.com. And now let's get back. You won't want to miss what's to come on this episode of Mindset Playbook. So in Africa, there's something called uh, African time, which means they always show up late for events. When I discovered this, I started interviewing different people. I interviewed my friend who was a missionary in South America. I said, Tell me how South Americans behave with time. He said, Man, they are always late. I interviewed somebody who uh, is in the African American community. I said, How do your people, you know, uh, treat time? He said, There's something we call color people's time. I said, What is that? It means we always show up late. We cancel appointments in the last minute for no reason. We just back out. We hardly commit to something. Hmm. Then I had a client who was from India. She's actually in Dallas here with me. And when I started teaching her this concept about the value of time in creating wealth, she said, oh, my goodness, 
In India, there's something called Indian people's time. I said, explain that to me. He said, we always show up late for events. I said, that explains it. <laughs> because the people in Africa have 24 hours. As I used to say, the richest person on earth today has 24 hours. The poorest person has 24 hours. The youngest person on earth has 24 hours. The oldest person has 24 hours. It's just how we invest that time. Mm -hmm. So I know if I can teach the people of Africa how to value time and become time investors, things will turn around. So adjusting that philosophy that poverty is a root of all evil, it gave me a balanced philosophy to be passionate to make wealth and use it for the right reasons, not for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. Very, very well said. And your, your metaphors have such great common sense to them. You know, I, I know one of the challenges we faced is so many offerings. And, you know, it wasn't, a, it was kind of a, we never would have thought we were a one size fits all because we had so many sizes, but, you know, that wasn't narrowing down our market at all. We weren't, we weren't clear. It was difficult for people to make decision as to, you know, too many choices can overwhelm people. And when you talked about the tree, um, not complaining about the fact of where it's grown or who's growing it. Um, and the fact that it bears one fruit and in, in all of its energies and all of its focus is, is on one fruit. So it can do a great job with that fruit. And uh, that just cleared a lot of things for me because there's a lot of people out there trying to help companies clarify who they are so they can simplify and send one message. Mm -hmm. But it's, I've never heard it as clear as what you just stated. And I think that our listeners would agree that working with you would bring a lot of simplicity to complicated matters so people don't lose their spirit, their drive, or their motivation because they feel there's just too much work to do to unravel all of this and find out what kind of tree we are. I, th I think that you are probably a master at that at this point in your life. And just the fact that you've, you've got a belief system and it doesn't change depending on the circumstances. And that creates not only charisma, but power and, and the ability to, to get people to want to listen. So where did you find this calling to want to partner up with God? Um, my background, as you've already stated, was a pastor. So right. I, I really became a, a devout follower of Christ, uh, March 30th, 1990. And at that time, I really believed that if people, if people really had a good relationship with God, uh, their financial problems and other problems will be taken care of. So I went door to door, you know, helping people to have a good relationship with God, with Jesus Christ. Then when I became a pastor, I noticed that after teaching people how to read the Bible, how to pray, 
a lot of people in my congregations were still struggling to put food on their table. Oh, yeah. And I was also really struggling financially at the time. Hmm. So 22 years ago, I was in Benin City, Nigeria, as a missionary. And after seeing this phenomenon so many times, I became so fed up. So one day I threw my Bible on the floor and I said, how can a rich God have poor kids? Hmm. Everything I've read in the Bible shows me that God is a wealthy God. He created heaven and earth. You know, the people in the Bible, the Abraham, you know, they were business people. How how come the children of God are always struggling to raise money, you know, struggling to survive? I said, there should be a problem, a disconnect here. I said, explain to me. And he said, Benson, you want to solve that problem? I said, yes. He said to me, if you want to solve that problem, go back to school and study business. Mm -hmm. And immediately I said, get ye behind me, Satan. Because in Africa, business is synonymous to corruption. Ah. If you are going to be in business, you have to bribe. You have to do all kinds of gimmicks. So I didn't see myself as a person of integrity getting into a dirty game. But I was opportuned at that time to really know how to hear God's voice. So Hmm. I knew God was speaking to me. So my response after arguing with him a little bit was, okay, God, I'm going back to school. I'm going to study business, but I'm going to the United States of America. Boom. That was it. Um, I contacted somebody who used to be a member of one of the congregations, a pastor, Uh, He was living in New York at the time. And I said, hey, God is leading me to go back to school, but to study business, not the Bible. Are there any schools in the U.S. that can give me a good business um, education with a biblical worldview? So he said, yeah. So he sent me two colleges, one, Naya College, and the second one was the King's College, both of them located in New York. York." So I look at both of them, Naya College, King's College. I'm like, you know what? I'm a king. I'm going to the King's College. So I dump one of the, <laughs> one of the packages. Why not? <laughs> yeah. And I applied to, you know, the King's College. And then um, at the time I applied, I didn't even have a bank account. So people were laughing at me and saying, man, you know, you have a pipe dream. It's not going to happen. Sure. I said, watch it. You know, so everything went through. Um, I was supposed to have a lot of uh, scholarships. Mm-hmm. And my tuition, you know, for the first year went from $24,000 to $1,500, actually $850. Oh, good for you. And then when I came, they changed the system and they said they'll give you as many scholarships as you want if your GPA is up. I said, I like this. So I went through college without a single loan because I was using my brain to pay my way through. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. So, hey, you know, you mentioned, uh, excuse me a moment. Okay. You mentioned that there are a lot of people trying to talk you out of it. Yes. That a lot of our listeners, including myself, can have dreams. And, you know, it seemed like dreaming was so much easier when we were children mm-hmm. because most of us didn't know any better. 
Yeah. And then we kind of get talked out of it as we get grow and we start to pay attention to people and sometimes the wrong people. What would you say kept you so steady? And I have a pretty good idea what you're going to share from falling prey to starting to create doubt on this quest to get your business education. The stakes were too high. Hmm. Hmm. I look at the benefit of getting that education and the consequences of not getting it. Okay. Okay. And the number of people who are going to suffer, hmm. including myself, if I didn't get that education. Wow. So, so when you didn't stakes, make it, you didn't make it about yourself. You made it exactly. about what? Yeah. Exactly. Every hero who is on a journey, the one thing that enables them to overcome the villains is the stakes of overcoming the evil that they are fighting against. Share that again, if you wouldn't mind. Every hero in every movie who goes through the arts to overcome the villains is because of the stakes of not being able to do that, the destruction the villain will have on the people the hero is trying to rescue. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, that's powerful. So, so I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't even just listen to anybody. You know, plus the Bible has told me, according to your faith, it didn't say according to their faith. So I'm not looking for a crowd to believe with me. God just needs my faith. He doesn't need their faith. You know? <laughs> I'm not looking for a crowd to give me faith. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's very powerful. You are, um, you, you've just got such beautiful soul and great energy that it's infectious. And um you know, I feel blessed just to have you have you on the show because of 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 how I'm feeling as a result of what you're sharing. Mm -hmm. And it it's it's it comes, I believe it comes from the fact of of it's a level playing field. And the only things holding any of us back is our own mindset. That is correct. Right? And 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 we know in the work that I do with organizations, it's helping them develop their sense of purpose so that they are working for something greater than self. And, and, and it sounds like that's what you're doing in your life. The way you have, the way you understand God and have positioned God is not make this happen for me, God. And then you sit down and, and watch nothing happening. You, you've developed a, a, a relationship with something that's unlimited. That's correct. Correct? That is correct. It's a partnership. And in a partnership, everybody has a role to play. I would say, I, will, I tell people, I say, God will introduce people to you if you pay attention. But God expects you to make the phone calls and follow up to develop relationships with those people. Mm -hmm. If you are expecting God to come and develop relationships for you, uh, you are not doing your part in that partnership. And you, you, you said it very well, uh, 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 Larry. When you partner with an unlimited God, then you begin to think abundance, not scarcity. Okay, okay. 
Couldn't agree more. That's so powerful that you know, they 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 also that that you know sociologists state that seventy five percent of people in the world believe life is a struggle. And what kind of a mindset is that? That's the one you're trying to eradicate. That's right. Is that a lack, the scarcity mindset? And and as you know, I mean, we attract that which we you know we, we conceive, and um, and people aren't aware of that, so they don't recognize how powerful their thoughts are in keeping them from getting what they deserve in life, and that's abundance. And it's not because of their their great necessarily or they're better than someone else. It's that you know we're all blessed with the opportunity to have bear the you know the most abundant fruit we can because that's another thing that's not limited, and that is how many apples come out of that tree. That is that is correct. As a matter of fact, if you are able to to know the process of taking a seed to the to the point where it produces a fruit, now you are in abundance because after that, you begin to experience multiplication because in those, all of those apple fruits on that tree, there are seeds mm-hmm. that have trees in them that mm-hmm. will produce other fruits that have trees in them. So if I have one apple seed in my hand, I actually have an apple orchard. Yeah. Wow. It just keeps... Yeah, it's not designed for limitation. That 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 is correct. And the and the other thing I want to say about um, uh, the tree and the mindset, since you do a lot of work about that, one thing about the tree, once a company really becomes a tree, is Larry. You notice people go to the tree to get the fruit. The tree doesn't go to people. Hmm. So once you become a tree, you make your business a tree and your fruit is very clear, you begin to attract the ideal customers. Hmm. You You don't worry about going to pursue them because a tree doesn't move around looking for people who want his fruit. A tree is just in one place. It attracts the people who value the fruit, you know, to come to the tree. That is that is wonderful. Um, y- you have you have created such powerful simplicity in in what no one can deny, but so few of us have figured out. Is is again? I know that in business, whenever I'm going after it, I don't always like the client I end up with, and because I'm going after it for the wrong reason. When I'm doing things for the generativity and growth of others, I end up surrounding myself with people that that I can grow from as well, that it becomes a self-perpetuating positive cycle and loop. And, And yet I didn't understand it as well as you've just stated. So I thank you for that, Benson. That was uh that was wonderful. I think anytime we get clarity in that aha moment, it's a it's a wonderful feeling. So thank you for a bite of your apple. Absolutely, thank you so much. My my pleasure, Larry. I unfortunately want, want to wrap it up now, but I don't want to wrap it up now. But <laughs> I'd like you to to um, 
please do a couple things for our audience. And, and one is, how do they get a hold of you? Um, and and I'm getting alerted that my internet connection is unstable, which is unfortunate. I hope I haven't been freezing too many times on you. Um, you have a couple of times, but I think we are good. Okay, good, good, good. So if you would be so kind to our audience and, and share a couple of things. And one is, um, how do they get a hold of you? And the other one is, as you know, there are a lot of people with no fruit on their trees. Yes. And and not knowing it, they, they're kind of beginning to pay attention more to that than what abundance would look like. Mm-hmm. And that, as we know, can get people stuck. What would, words would you, what would you like to share with them to, to think about before we, we wrap things up together? I would say, n- number one, the, the, uh, I'm very active on LinkedIn. So I, I, I post there every day, Monday to Friday. So I'm always providing value because the reality is if you keep sowing, you are going to reap. Genesis 8.22. So long as the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest will never cease. So, so long as you sow value into people, you are guaranteed to reap a harvest. So for people who have trees that do not have any fruit in them, I would say don't focus on the fact that you don't have fruits right now because today is the harvest of yesterday and the seed of tomorrow. So the, the fact that your tree is bare today means that you didn't sow quality value in the past. So you can change that today. Yeah. So if you start sowing quality value in the lives of the people who are around you, God guarantees that you are going to have a harvest, such as I can predict, guarantee that tomorrow is going to be 24 hours. And I'm not going to be wrong because <laughs> it's, it's very predictable. You know, so. <laughs> And I can predict that after every Thursday is going to be a Friday. So after every season of sowing, just a period of time, you are guaranteed to have some fruit. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you for that. That was wonderful. And, and, and how do people get a hold of such a marvelous individual as yourself? Um, I said, I said, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn regularly so people can connect there right, with me. LinkedIn. The website is consistentprofittree.com. Okay. Consistentprofittree.com. Um, I've written several books. Uh, the one that I love to always share with people is The Business System That Never Fails. So any of your listeners can get a free PDF copy of it at consistentprofittree.com forward slash ebook. Okay, very nice. So forward slash ebook, you can go there and, um, you know, give us an email where you want us to send the book and you have the electronic version of it. If you want the physical copy, you can go to Amazon and and grab a a copy, you know, accordingly. If you want to reach out, to me personally, you know, um, Benson at 
consistentprofittree.com is in my email. And if you put the subject line, Larry, I'll respond to you fast and you will not, you know, go down. (laughs) I was, okay, this is Larry's guest. No, let me, I'm just kidding. I I treat, I treat people that come my way as God, because I see that God lives in people. So if I'm serving people as unto God, um, I tend to provide them a quality service because I know who I'm serving. Beautiful, beautiful. And the reap, you know, you shall sow what you reap and reap what you sow. The um, I would suggest that everybody who buys a book buys 10 additional copies to give to 10 people in their lives so that they we can spread this around. Thank um, you so much. That's so kind of you, Larry. Yeah, well, you're you're a very kind man as well. I think feel like I've met a new friend. Absolutely, absolutely. Again, beyond the show, I always like to uh continue building quality relationships with amazing people. And this is for your audience too. There's nothing that anyone in your audience will ever receive in their lives that will not come through a relationship. Hmm. So the quality of your relationships really determines the quality of what you are receiving. Hmm. If you look into your life right now and notice that you're not having so much Look at the quality of your relationships and change the mindset of instead of always trying to get from other people, change the mindset and become a giver because a giver always receives more because this, the harvest is always greater than the seed. So if you go out there and so value in the lives of the people who are already in your life, you are going to have quality relationships, which become channels for God to channel his blessings your way. Beautiful. That was fantastic. Thank you, Larry. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, listeners, for for investing your time with us. As you've heard how valuable that is. And, And recognize that to come from abundance, we must give abundantly, as you've just heard. And he has stirred a quest for me to um, to be more diligent on LinkedIn and to all have more offerings. And uh, thank you for that, my friend. And, and, and I also like to share with all of you, wherever you find yourself right now is exactly where you need to be to begin the abundance. And it's just a matter of choice. And it's also, as we've heard from Benson, believing in something greater than self and knowing that your results will exceed your expectations every single time. Be patient and be wise with your time. And thank you again. And God bless you, Benson. Thank and you so much, Larry, you for having me. Thank All you so right. much. It's really a pleasure. Thank you. You're sure welcome. Thank you so much. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, we ask that you please subscribe and share with your friends and associates. Join us next time where Larry's guest will get you started in thinking about writing that book that's been waiting to be read by all of us. Chandler Bolt, the author of Published, The Proven Path from Blank Page to 10,000 Copies Sold, knows exactly how instrumental writing books can be in sharing your message 
and even growing and scaling your business. His message is that you can't wait for the perfect time in life to get writing. The perfect time to get writing is now. So tune in and let's get started.